Hello, Monkeys fans. Welcome back to another podcast, Valley Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Paco. I'm the other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Hey, okay. How about you, Paco? Going well. Doing pretty well, actually. This is our first actual uh, quarantined episode, mm-hmm. real episode. Yeah. So you're looking at each other through grainy <laughs> Nintendo graphics, yeah. and we'll see how this how this goes. Right on. All right, so we'll get right into it. This is uh, Alias Mickey Dolan's episode 25, mm-hmm. directed by Bruce Kessler, written by the, the big trio, <laughs> Gerald Gardner, D. Caruso, D, and Dave Evans, mm. aired on March 6th, 1967. This is two days before Mickey Dolan's birthday, when it came oh, when really? it aired. Yeah. So, like, it's a pretty good time to be Mickey Dolan's, I think, around this how old, how old was he at this time? He was 22. He's good, turning 22. His song's on the top of the charts, and he's on TV. Yeah, and for him, too, being an actor, uh-huh. like, looking into the monkeys, like, cool, another acting gig about a band, this will be wicked. And then it exploded into this whole musical thing, and all of a mm-hmm. sudden he's, yeah, in a rock band at the top of the charts. It's like, out of nowhere kind of thing. So he's, he's the king of all media in March 1967. <laughs> he is, he is. No, that's amazing. That'd be a great time for yeah, great time to be Mickey Dolan's, I bet. Hundred percent. And like like we've said, this is his first this is the first Mickey episode. Like Exactly. They've had, they've had to throw him in a dress now and then or <laughs> whatever, but he hasn't really had to do the heavy lifting yet. Here yeah. we go. Yeah, I know. I thought that as well. Like finally he gets to sink his teeth. And I think also well, we'll talk about it all later, but yeah, yeah. Davey not being there definitely helps. But <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on yeah so episode opens up mickey pulling up in the monkey mobile and you see that parachute on the back so mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. it's awesome and a guy comes up to him and he just says it's you and uh, he asks when he got out and mickey tries to talk to him but the guy's all scared of mickey and then when mickey gets too close he's, the guy starts hitting him with like a rolled up newspaper <laughs> And saying, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Beating the crap out of me. <laughs> Little doink the, sounds, too. Cartoony doink sounds that this piece yeah. of paper is weak. Yeah, it keeps it from being too violent and scary, I guess. But it's also like, a, I didn't know who was saying I'm sorry the first time I watched it. Like, I didn't oh, know okay. if it was Mickey apologizing to him while he was getting beat up. Yeah. But anyway, go into the intro right after that. Yeah, 30 seconds in. <laughs> It was a really quick one. It we jumped, w- yeah. yeah. <laughs> it creates suspense. What's going to happen? You got to wait till after the intro, kids. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if on the monkeys after the intro went right into the episode or if it went to commercial. I think it uh, probably went to commercial. Mike and Mickey are outside of the police station and Mike is telling him that he needs to report this guy. He didn't mean any harm. What violence? He's just a typical psychopathic killer. Then they walk into the station and Mike is carrying his guitar case under his arm, mm. which is weird, but it comes up later. Uh, Mickey walks up to a cop behind a desk and the cop says, it's you, it's him. And then he raises his hands and then all the cops kind of freak out because Mickey's there. And uh, he tells me he wants to report a beating and the cop asks if he killed him. <laughs> and then Mike introduces Mickey to the cop. This is Mickey Dolans of the Monkeys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the cop says, you mean you're not babyface? Well, my mother used to call me goo-goo eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the cop shows Mike and Mickey a picture of a gangster who looks exactly like Mickey. Yeah. Oh, ugly. 
<laughs> and then the cop pulls out a mirror and then Mickey realizes that they look the same. <laughs> uh, cop says he's the most vicious killer in America, babyface Morales. And uh, Mickey tells him that they got... Oh, and he tells Mickey that they got babyface, but not his crew or the loot. He wants Mickey to pose as babyface to get the hoods and the goods. We want you to get the goods and the hoods. Oh, I see. Well, they want me to get the goods and the hoods. No, 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 no. He said get the goods with the hoods. First take the hoods and the goods. The goods and the hoods on the hoods. And it really seems like this cop put this plan together really fast. Like this guy comes in, looks like babyface. He's like, okay, we're going to use you to get in there, get all the stuff. And uh, I like Mike's uh, extreme close talking. Yes. I don't know if it's for the shot or whatever. Like, okay, Mike, here's here's your mark. Three inches away from Mickey so we get you both in the shot. And they do this a lot on the show. Yeah, yeah, they really do. It was the the uh, full screen versus widescreen. Now they, mm-hmm. they'd have some room. They could social distance. Now that you bring up Mike, too, I really feel Mike flourishes in this episode in a big way. These next two episodes, really. Yeah. He's super funny in these two things. He's, I think he's starting to get over it, which is making him really give her mm-hmm. Mike's incredibly against this idea and the whole time the cop's talking he's just shaking his head no because he knows what's going to happen he knows it's going to be nuts and Mickey doesn't really want to do it either he tells the cop like I'm not going to do this and the cop tells him to be careful out there because Babyface has a lot of enemies because Babyface has a lot of enemies <laughs> and he could get hurt with a face like that and Mickey says that he never gets hurt and then he walks into a wall instantly he's like oh, I never get hurt Boom. Monkeys move. And then uh, as Mickey and Mike are leaving, you can see some hippies getting arrested in the background of the, the cop shop. They've got like uh. signs that say peace and stuff. Oh. And uh, Mike picks up his guitar case like it's a gun and everybody freaks out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so they go outside and Mickey's walking down the police station steps and a car goes by and this dude pops out the window and starts shooting at him like crazy. And so Mickey gets to go full Mickey. And he's jumping yeah. around all the steps. And then he runs inside and he's jumping all over the office. He jumps on top of the, the filing cabinet. Do whatever you can, Mick. Just go. Just go nuts. Yeah, exactly. And then he sits down and uh, the cop, and he asks the cop what he can do next. And also, where's Mike? He didn't. He goes outside, comes inside, never sees Mike again. No, and from this point on, it's just Mickey for a long time in this episode. Yeah, yeah, especially because they double him up, too. It's like, oh, Mickey, you can handle. Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) So the cop tells me he has to learn all of Babyface's mannerisms, and he says, well, who's going to teach me that? And the cop gives him a look, and then (laughs) we're in a prison cell, and we see a dude laying there dressed like the black and white prison yeah. stripes mm. and he rolls over his baby face right so it's mickey <laughs> yes. he's, just, he's like mickey on lewds baby face <laughs> what's up man it's not a... hey haven't i seen you somewhere before so uh, mickey walks past him and baby face says he looks familiar you look like me sneaky and vicious <laughs> <laughs> and mickey tells him that he's his cousin from sandusky ohio hilarious so it's babyface Dolan's, I guess, not Morales. And that's the other side of the family, right? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, I wonder if why, why they say Mickey and the show is from Ohio when we know Mickey is from like, California. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah, just to make it, make it seem a little more wholesome. 
than uh yeah the maybe they're trying guy. to yeah. trying to get the whole country in like you got the yeah, southern maybe. guy with mike the western guy peter so we're gonna put mickey midwest and davies davies from Trump. connecticut yeah <laughs> i'm from brooklyn i'm walking here oi i'm walking here are you talking to me there's no one else here <laughs> ah, fantastic <laughs> so anyway babyface then just like teaches mickey to act like babyface and like get this because this is some pretty complicated acting going on and it reminds me of i don't know if you saw uh i know that voice the movie about voice actors oh yes they, i did they, they talk a lot about mel blank and not only did he do all the voices of all the looney tunes sometimes he's called upon to do not only bugs bunny and daffy duck but also uh, Daffy Duck impersonating Bugs Bunny and how that yeah. would sound and kind of yeah that was very know, interesting mix it up but like here's Mickey he has to be Mickey he has to be Babyface and he has to be Mickey sort of like being trying to figure out how to be Babyface and he's got it's like it's it's not easy no yeah I thought that as well that this kind of shows Mickey's chops a yeah. little bit in acting he's not just being zany Mickey he's getting <clears> to be actually. I don't know. He gets, yeah, show chops. Kind of like when Davey got to be nice Davey with his grandfather or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, where's the... Where's the uh... Or Prince and the Popper Davey, sorry. Not yeah, that's, that's right. But where's where's the interview with the guy who plays Mickey's back in this one? That's that's what <laughs> I wanted. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> Why are they talking to this guy? Because you know he's one of the Martians. He's one of the four Martians. Oh, really? Because that's all their stand-ins. Oh, it's your... Yeah, it's, that's got to be true. So I'm wondering, but yeah, I was, I thought that as well. They should have his commentary. <laughs> Might not be as crazy as Rodney on the rock. Right. And just for funsies, I looked up the other major um, split screen uses like this when they have the, the, the line in the middle and remember the parent trap. Oh yeah. That was 1961. I that thought was it like was the later first... in the sixties. Yeah. But that was the first time 1961 then the Patty Duke show. From like 63 to 66, Patty Duke played identical cousins using a similar <laughs> technology. Wow. And then uh, in about right around the same time was the uh, the evil Spock episode of Star Trek where Spock's got the goatee. And they use, you know, you're not familiar. And they use uh, similar technology and um, maybe probably the exact same equipment because I think, yeah, Star Trek was on NBC. So they probably had to shoot this episode and then slide the shit down to Kirk and Spock to do the, the the evil Spock episode of Star Trek. And you can see they, for the monkeys here, they probably, after doing Prince and the Popper, they were like, oh, we could do this again. They did it very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you could tell that they were then like, ooh, okay, we can pull this off. And it, it looks cool and works well. So Mickey shows uh, Babyface what he's learned and he ends up smacking him in the face. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just got carried away. Babyface tells him now he's going to get carried away. And he just starts roughing up Mickey. beating <laughs> the crap out of him. <laughs> so back in the office, the cop tells Mickey he's got to go to the Purple Pelican to meet up mm. with Babyface's crew. And uh, Mickey asks how he's going to know it's them. And the cop starts showing him pictures. And starting with uh, Tony Ferrano, a.k.a. Big Tony, a.k.a. Tony the Rock, a.k.a. Tony the Slasher, a.k.a. Kissing Clyde. Kissing Clyde. <laughs> In Detroit, he committed extortion, illegal entry, and headed up the numbers racket there. Then he quit the police department and joined up with Babyface. And then he shows him a picture of 
Muggsy Rickizer, right? Muggsy Rickizer, aka Muggsy Ruck, aka Muggsy Muggsy Reynolds, aka Sherry Fingerhead. (laughs) (laughs) And none of that is ever put together. (laughs) (laughs) So the cop just tells Mickey, good luck and good hunting. And uh, Mickey does not look happy. And he gives like a little look to the camera. It's like a little pullback. Yeah, when the camera's moving and Mickey's like. Yeah, it's fading out. He kind of looks over his shoulder at. <laughs> it's funny. It's good times. It yeah, no, it's great. And also, when uh, these the guys talking about the gangsters, it's revealed that even back in the late 60s, Detroit was a crooked nightmare shit show. Yeah, I wonder if Detroit was ever like a wholesome place or if it just started out like grumpy. Doesn't seem to be. No, no it's tough history. Mm. So at the Purple Pelican... Mickey's dressed like babyface, and everyone notices him. And mm-hmm. uh, when he sits down, one of the waitresses, she's like, "Why aren't you going to give your ruby a kiss?" And he just kisses his ring. That's a ruby. She grabs him and tells him to kiss her like he used to. It's hard to say. And uh, they have a big kiss, and then Mickey breaks character for a second. He's just Mickey because he got to kiss this girl. Yeah. And uh, must have been like, oh, this is what's like for Davy every episode. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, uh, did you look up who Ruby was? I I did. It says uh, Maureen Arthur, Maureen Arthur, and I guess she used to host the Tonight Show from time to time. Back around this time. Oh really? I didn't know. I didn't see that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a bigger deal than I'd expected. And her her picture on IMDb is from like the sixties. Yeah. Whereas like you'll see in the next episode, the guy who plays Dragon Man or whoever, his picture is from like nineteen. <laughs> 23 it looks like (laughs) so mickey tells ruby that he's the only one he she can trust the only person in the world and he's got to tell her something she's like what is it baby face he's like can i trust you and then he tells her that uh he's there to get the ice from the old crew and she says that tony's the new top dog and that uh he's probably not going to give baby face his cut and then uh, Mickey tells her he has a book with names and dates in a locker at the bus depot. And he gives her a key and he says, put this in a p- safe place. And then she puts it like down between her boobs. It's in a safe place, Ruby. <laughs> Which is either <laughs> a lot of people get down there. Or it's just <laughs> not safe enough. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. There's a ton of keys. That. There's a ton of keys down there. <laughs> And uh, uh, he asks where Tony and the guys are. And she says, they're right behind you. And he uh, turns around and they're right there. And he says, uh, he says, there's no way you're getting your cut, baby face. You're a has-been. No, Tony. I was a has-been. <laughs> now I'm an am-is. <laughs> that killed me. That <laughs> killed me. I think that's so funny. It makes me that's want good. somebody to call me a has-been so I can say I'm an am-is. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Uh, so Tony tells the boys to take him and some girls scream and it's not a monkey's romp it's a Mickey romp because mm-hmm. he's the only one in it mm-hmm. And uh, but it's to the kind of girl I could love which is good to hear mm-hmm. because you haven't seen haven't seen or you haven't heard that song yet I don't think I think the they did it once or twice oh, did they, they? they do it on stage at one point oh yeah yeah that's right yeah 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 and so, uh, but the romp opens with a, like a cool slow motion shot of a bottle being smashed yeah. on, on, like on a table. And then, then that's when one of the girls comes out of the ladies room, grabs a bottle of booze and runs back in. <laughs> and there's like, Miss, uh, Mickey kisses Ruby. He faints. 
Tony's like fighting everybody. The dude's getting thrown around. It's like a typical romp kind of thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of balls. Con- continuity. That? It's a bit of a continuity nightmare. Oh, 100%. There's stuff that happened, and then people are gone, or people are missing, or people are whatever. Oh, yeah, because so. Ruby is fighting a girl who looks like her, <laughs> but then she's also passed out on the floor beside yes. Mickey. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. And Mickey keeps going to kiss Ruby, like a passed out Ruby, but he can't do it because she's passed out, which yeah. is good to see. He's not a creep. Not a creep show. Um, so then at the end of the romp, everybody's like knocked unconscious, essentially, mm. except for Tony and the, the henchmen. And uh, so they say, okay, babyface, you're the boss. And Mickey tells him to meet in the back room. And so then when he walks into the back room, we just, we just like follow his feet. Mm. And it's like stepping over all these different people all passed out. And he gets to a door. And he opens up the door, and it's a bunch of girls screaming, and all these girls run out, and it's the ladies' room door. He opened up the wrong door. Oh, but shit. Before he opens the door, though, there's, like, a, a jump cut. Because, like, they didn't – it's another take of the feet running yeah. out, but they didn't yeah. want to redo the tracking shot walking over everybody again. So they're just like, well, whatever. Just make you stand kind of where you were, and we'll go from there. <laughs> You're not passed out, Paco. All those people are dead. Okay. This is a gangster situation. That is true. There's a bunch of dead Mickey's walking over corpses. <laughs> it's a kid's show. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to the back room, and then Mickey six sits down and mugs the ass when he got out. Mickey says that he broke out yesterday. And uh, Tony says how they didn't see him with the searchlights. Nah, it fixed so that searchlights was useless. How did you do that? Busted out in the daytime. And he says uh, that there's been some changes since he went away and then Mickey pulls out a gun points at him says change it back and Mickey says they need to get the diamonds split them up and go undercover and he's going to get some specialists to help them and they'll meet back up in the back room Mugsy says why don't we meet at the place that we have the, the stash and Tony's like oh you remember where we stashed the diamonds don't you sure I remember the place <laughs> no that place as well as I know my own uh, name and Mickey takes a drink of some like whiskey or something and he just coughs his ass off doesn't look cool and he leaves and then Tony says he feels like there's something fishy going on here and then he tells the goons to go tail Mickey I feel like there's a lot happening in this episode this, this one and the next one as well because all the boys are split up mm. they're all together kind of they keep things moving in one spot but this they're going back yeah. and forth between things it's true but anyway so uh, Mickey Back at the monkey's pad, and he's talking to the cop on the phone, confirmed that he's going to have specialists ready to go. <laughs> and then Peter says he doesn't need specialists because he has Mike and Peter. And yeah. it's like, well, no, he doesn't want to get them in any trouble. He starts to talk shit about Tony and what a jerk and a horrible <laughs> person he is. And then he walks right into them, and Tony and all the henchmen are standing in the living room. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, come on, boys. You got to <laughs> tighten up your security here. Why do, why do all the gangsters know where the monkeys live? Well, see, they tailed him, though. Oh, they tailed him. There they tailed him. So that's how they... And by the way, I think this was about 16 minutes in and Peter shows up. It's the first time we're going to see Pete in this episode. From the four-minute mark to this, was about 16 minutes in, it's just Mick. So like 12 minutes of the episode. Half the episode is just <laughs> Mickey doing stuff. Man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I wonder if the other guys just had the week off or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Davey's not there. Right. But they're just like, just put everything on Mickey. Just, we'll put two of them in the episode. Yep. doesn't even matter. So Tony tells Mickey he decided that because Babyface is so hot, like I assume like 
on the cops' radar, not attractive. <laughs> uh, that they should pick up the stuff tonight. And, it could be both. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so Mickey protests, but he, he loses quickly. I uh, decided we were going to pick up the stuff tomorrow night, and uh, I, uh, what I say goes because I'm the boss, and uh, anything you can say or do is going to change that. We pick it up tonight. I'll get my coat. And then uh, Tony asks Mike and Peter if they're the specialists, and they say, yep, and they all just run out the door. And so, first of all, how did Goon Tony, Muggsy, or Goon 3 not hear these guys talking about what's going on? Why is Babyface hanging out with these kids in a weird hippie house? Yeah. They met him in jail, you know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I had half a lid on me. Uh, so wow. after... So the, after the door closes, the, the red phone is ringing, and we see, then we see it's the cop at the station. He's trying to, to get in touch with Mickey because he wants to tell him that the real baby face has escaped, and he's mm. out to get him. Bullshit. And it's like, see cell phones, you could just let Mickey know, but back in the day, when you left the house, you were gone. You're oh, off yeah. the radar. You got murderers coming to get you? Too bad. <laughs> They're going to get you. So uh, at the Purple Pelican, where the real baby face shows up and Ruby kisses mm-hmm. him, he tells her that he busted out. And she's like, yeah, you already told me this. <laughs> she says that, well, why aren't you out picking up the ice with Tony and the boys? And uh, and then he grabs her face and he turns it to her, to him. And when they do it, they add like a crack, <laughs> like a chiropractic crack sound, which I find hilarious. Shouldn't you be out with Tony picking up the diamonds? Tony's picking up the diamonds. And so now the the boys, the monkeys, and the gangsters show up at the big mansion. And it's mm. which, which mansion do you think this is? From which other episode? Oh Christ, the, the exploding desk one. Yeah, the uh, Maltese vulture one, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of them for sure. It's yeah, they've been here before. It feels familiar. Yeah, and so they tell. So Muggy, Muggsy sets great idea to hide the diamonds in the place we stole them from. You know, <laughs> brilliant. What the fuck. That's not a great idea. No. <laughs> but to Muggsy it is. <laughs> so they go to the fireplace, but Mickey doesn't know where he hid it because he's been in prison so long because all he sees is bricks. So he doesn't remember what brick it's hidden behind. Because mm-hmm. then uh, Mike says that Babyface doesn't need to remember because he brought a specialist with him. He says that he's going to put the dynamite around the fireplace. And then, and then boom. 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 <laughs> like, uh, I think the point of Peter being in this episode is so Mike can scream boom in his face. Like, yeah. Mike's doing the close talk. Yeah, exactly. And Peter genuinely reacts like like he has hearing damage after Mike screams <laughs> in his face. <laughs> this is what most of what Peter does in this episode. So Muggsy, Mickey, and Goon 3 seem fine, but Tony's on to them. Mike and Peter set the charge in the fireplace and they all back up and get low. And Mike pulls, pushes the plunger down and the piano explodes behind them. <laughs> he says, this is this is for you, Dale, he says. And I wonder what does that mean? Is that Dale Caruso? Ooh, that's a good question. That's for you, Dale. I wish Maybe, but then, yeah, then they blow up a uh, piano or whatever instead. Yeah, they blow up the piano. And then Tony says the experts stink and the goons take over and they just start tearing into place. Man. Tearing it apart with their their rock with their hammers and stuff. It sounds like a jackhammer. So suddenly this this crazy inept cop shows up and he's just like, Oh, I saw lights were on. I know that no one else is supposed to be here. And then Mike runs over to him and they're kind of talking about it. And then he's like, Oh, I'm so glad I stopped here because I have these police these tickets to the policeman's ball. And he yeah. then Mike buys the whole pack 
of tickets to this policeman's ball, and then the guy leaves. But you can see when the cop leaves, he does look down and sees the goons. Like the actor in him just kind of looks down and looks at the guys and walks out. Might be why we didn't see him in anything else. <laughs> um. So then, all of a sudden, the real baby face shows up, and then Mickey goes to the door, and uh, we revisit the groundbreaking Prince and the Pop or split screen. Yeah, the two of them talking to each other, and uh, Tony says that only one can be the real baby face, and the other, the other is an imposter. And so it's like, I see why he's number two. He's so smart. <laughs> you know, no, only one of them could be one of them. Uh. <laughs> and so both baby faces say they're the real baby face. And then the actual babyface asks him, okay, talk about what jobs we pulled together. And he asks, who drove the getaway car? And babyface says, Steve Blauner or Blauner. Yeah. And, uh, and, but Mickey says it almost at the same time. Steve Blauner. Steve Blauner. And then Tony asks what Steve did wrong. And Mickey says he hit a cop. And babyface, well, that was in the papers. And then Peter says, <laughs> He's got you there, Mickey. Oh, Mickey. God. He- freaking Peter. That's why we left you at home most of the show. Yeah. And the mic makes a hilarious sound when they get outed. And uh, so then Mickey turns off the lights and there's a melee in the dark. You don't know what's going on. And then the cop from earlier shows up and uh, Peter, Mike and Mickey have the goons like under a sheet kind of. That's what they wrap them up in the sheet, put them over the head and that incapacitated them. Oh yeah. And they get taken away. And uh, not much of a fight was put up, I guess, by these <laughs> goons. The cop says, oh, you guys helped recover the biggest jewel heist in history. And they, he hands out some jewels to them all as a reward. Yeah. And, and Mike says with such sin- sincerity. I've always wanted a necklace, man. <laughs> and he seems so happy about this necklace. And it ends with Mickey looking at the camera and saying, what am I going to do with one earring? And then... Do 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 do. What am I gonna do with an earring? <laughs> That's how that ends. And back at the police station, the cop tells Mike that the inept cop called the real cops when he saw that the lights were on, and then he knew that he had to come to that house. And they got the bad guys and got the loot, but there's only one loose end. And you turn, and it's like Mickey and Mickey. Yeah, this you know, I'm the I'm the real Mickey. He's not blah blah blah, blah. and that's how. Yeah, but that's essentially the end of the episode right there. But then you are rewarded with a like a performance of Mary Mary, just the yes. band. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome. And they've got their blue eight button shirts. It's the first time you see Davey in the episode. He's up there. A couple times he's shaking maracas when no maracas are being shaken. But yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's more on the editor than on David Jones, I'd say. Probably yeah. uh, And there's a there's a super super close up of Mickey that's kind of unnerving like it's like just his face like from his eyebrows to the bottom of that kind of thing <laughs> the way he does the yelling at the end Mary Mary kind of yeah and it's in the middle of, I think it's just to show like he's not like he's not playing the drums and singing but they don't want to show that so they just go yeah, super maybe. close on his face and do that and uh Peter's Mike's in the blue hat this is where he's in the blue hat yeah. matching the blue shirts and uh, Peter's playing bass with his thumb, like way up on the neck. And Davey's just giving her a maracas. Oh, yeah. Davey's loving. It's his job. It is, and he does it well. Maracas in my business, man. Business is and, and then when that's done, 
there's another inter- there's an interview piece. Hey. Essentially just talking to Davey about why he wasn't in the episode. And he says, oh, I had to go to my sister's wedding. Mm. But then he says he missed it. He was two days early yeah. for the wedding. <laughs> it's, it's like, just, bro, it's look, your sister's wedding. Phones, man. Yeah, it was probably on the postcard. It said it was 26, but it was an eight. But it looked like a six. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I like, this is, like you're saying, this is different times. There's, there's no instantaneous overseas communication. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> tougher times, man. Yeah, Could I have don't been know. Anything. Too many birds on his mind, I think. She's got my jacket. But anyway, yeah. this little, little Davy part at the end, that he explains the wedding thing. But then also Davy does a little frustration act <laughs> where he gets all mad yeah. about stuff. And... Uh, <laughs> I think during all this, yeah, he racks up probably a little more screen time than Peter Tork did in this episode. And, and Peter yeah. was actually in it. Yeah, I think so, too. You hear someone scream Peter during the interview. Peter! That was Peter. <laughs> bloody Davy, you idiot. <laughs> That's why I had a fit. <laughs> Call me Peter. Peter. <laughs> Out of all three of us, Peter, man. Peter. But anyway. Fantastic. Yeah, and then you hear Mickey laughing at the end of the interview. You like that, hey, David? Like off camera, you just hear Mickey laughing. (laughs) But anyway, so yeah, that's the episode. Overall thoughts on the episode. How do you feel? It was good. I think it was way better than the Prince and the Popper episode. 100%, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Even though we do recycle a lot of our gangsters and guns (laughs) situations. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, if we counted it, it'd be like at least a quarter to a third of these episodes. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely look into that. And or guns so far. Well, maybe more. Yeah. So other, but no, it's Mickey gets to carry the episode. The boys, there's like Peter and Mikey get to do a couple, Mikey, Mikey get to do a, a couple funny things. But this one's mostly Mickey's episode and he uh, really knocks it out the park. First yeah, chance. I agree. It's a, it's definitely cool to see Mickey get to just own it and not mm. be hilarious hijinks Mickey the whole time. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, it was cool. And it, I feel like you start to feel more so in the next episode, but in this episode you start to feel the pull of season two. Mm. Like it's starting, they're they're starting to feel more like those monkeys than the early monkeys. Like going through yeah. these rompy their tropes, they're now getting more into like making fun of themselves, making fun yeah. of these tropes. And their personalities are starting to come through. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Okay, guns in the episode? Oh, yes. Guns (laughs) everywhere in this episode. This episode makes up for the last episode not having guns, I think. Probably. I'm talking about the Pool It Live episode, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure if that was filmed in Florida, there was at least one gun in that place. (laughs) Absolutely. Come on now. Um, Highlight of the show? For me, the has-been, am-is part... (laughs) I think is hilarious. I always find my highlights of shows are like lines of the show, like a lot, tiny little thing rather than like a big scene or something. That's, that's all you need. Like, yeah. I think mine for this one is when Mike screams boom in Peter's face. Boom! I also had Mike shaking his head no at the police station. <laughs> that's pretty good too. But yeah, the boom in Peter's face is funny. <laughs> was there a monkey's ruse? I guess uh, Mickey's whole thing was a ruse. the whole deal. And then the boys being the, the specialists. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot so, of rusing going on. And yeah, uh, fourth wall break. Mickey at the end with the ear earring and also when the camera goes behind him and he gives him <laughs> a little look over yeah. his shoulder. That was pretty funny too. I didn't see it until the second time I watched it. I noticed that part. 
best yeah. musical moment mary mary performance i think yeah, is oh, awesome. for sure i agree yeah uh, kind of girl i could love is also good just a song to hear it is cool it's mm-hmm. not like i'm a believer again or something yeah yeah but uh but no the performance was the best classic monkeys moment mickey's gangster impression yeah he doesn't go so cagney though i guess no i would think but, i think uh, that would have got old real quick if he if uh baby face oh, if he just cagney, cagney the whole time thing. yeah yeah oh I think they dialed it back. Cagney. I was feeling they might have tried it because it's too Maybe. much of a coincidence that he's a gangster and not doing Cagney, you know. So he might yeah. have, yeah. I think they tried it. They're like, cut, cut, cut. You can't do this whole episode. It's fun for a minute at a time. But yeah, I want to shoot myself. Give me, you dirty rat for twenty-two minutes. <laughs> nah, forget it. <laughs> um, what wouldn't fly in twenty twenty? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. It seems pretty tame. Yeah, this this one's all right, I think. Mickey accidentally opening the girl's bathroom door, but even then, yeah, maybe. that's the closest thing. I don't know if you let a guy into a gangster's uh, jail cell. <laughs> yeah, maybe these not. Days. I don't know. Yeah, the joke about the the key going between the boobs isn't safe. Maybe. No. <laughs> that's, that's Depends what yourself. network you're watching. Correct. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so here we are. We're at the Digi Nose. One we've already talked about. Davey's written out of the episode to not attend his sister's wedding, apparently. <laughs> I wa- Man, the bridesmaids must have been so sad when they go there <laughs> and Davey's supposed to be there and he's not. Oh. oh, man. I bet you Davey's pretty sad to not go there to see all the bridesmaids either. Yeah, probably. Man, to show up at a wedding after you've gotten super crazy famous and you're Ooh. 20 years old. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I'm coming home, man. <laughs> wall to wall beds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one more other thing is um, when they say who drove the getaway car and he mm. says Steve Blauner, that's a friend mm. of the producers of the series. And he huh. went on to executive produce the new monkeys in 1987. Oh, wow. Very weird. That's so pretty good. He, so he should be in jail for a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> well played, Paco. Well played. I like that one. I got a couple. A Diginos. Nice. Uh, there was, uh, you know, we're at the station. There was a scene they shot that they didn't use outside the station with Mickey and Mike. And part of that scene is Mike happy and clapping. And they don't use it in the episode, but they use it for the season two intro. Okay, I was getting, when you mentioned Good. when you just described it, I was like, wait, I know that yeah. scene. Huh. So yeah, so like this is them just kind of using the footage that doesn't get used specifically in the show, but they found a spot for it. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, also they're at the at the end when um, Bird or Bob or whoever or James whoever's talking to Davy asks, "Hey, Davy, why weren't you in this episode?" And Davy says, alias Mickey Dolans. That's the only time in the series that the title is mentioned in an episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool, because I did notice him when he says it. I was like, oh, okay. Because so, they obviously weren't talking to him when they were shooting the episode. Cause he's <laughs> no. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. But uh, I think that's my uh, nose. Nice. And that's, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. We are not doing the wool hat of mystery. This, this, yeah. we're doing something different. You came up with this. I'll, I'll let you uh, 
intro yeah. this part. Yeah, the hat's in the wash. Uh, <laughs> so we can't use it right now. But our uh, our friends on the YouTube channel, our uh, chief YouTube correspondents, Mr. James Age, or uh, Lord Jimmerton, as he likes me to call him, and uh, we'll have one. These, these uh, they got some good ideas and uh, suggestions and stuff. And one of them is, uh, how come the countdown doesn't have some of the deeper cuts? And uh, you're right. Like Part of being a Monkees fan is appreciating the stuff that's not on the albums and find them as these uh, lost classic songs. And so um, we're going to do what's called an honorary slip-in, term coined by Paco when we honorarily slipped in i'm a believer but these will be honorary slip-ins of um some of the uh, non-official album single songs that paco and i enjoy we have not discussed beforehand which ones we're gonna do but we're gonna do this a few times and get some of the classic uh lost classics onto the countdown because some of these are definitely deserving of a spot i'd say 100%. Yeah. There's a few that I even was thinking, ooh, when are we going to pull this out of the hat? I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's not it's on an album. Not, it's might yeah. not be in the hat. Yeah. All righty. So, so I, I think you can do the first one, Paco. Oh, really? You, you go ahead. I, I'd love to hear what you got to say. All right. So I am going to go with um, it was St. Matthew. I think it's on Missing Links 2. Yeah. In yeah. the yellow disc at the box set. Yeah. yeah. Don't think it's on a record. I think that's you got a good one. Off, and that on is a good one, though. That is a great tune. She walks around on brass rings that never touch her feet. She speaks in conversations that never are complete. Yes, I, I really like St. Matthew a lot. Uh, awesome. A Nesmith ditty, I would say. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, yeah, it's another one of those monkeys tunes that no one would really know unless you really like the monkeys. But it yeah. would fit on that amazing playlist or album or whatever you could put together with all of those kind of different songs. Mm-hmm. Not just Mike's songs, but I think Mike would dominate those records because he made the most interesting kind of songs out of that. It's true. Even if he's not singing on them, like like daily, nightly kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Right. So, yeah, mm. it's pretty awesome. So I, I would definitely go St. Matthew myself. It's a good one. And we heard that at the Mike and Mickey show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And, uh, there was the that kind of show where they'll dust off like the fan favorite deep cuts. Yeah. She shoots down to Even on the new, the live record, the new live record, the uh, Tapioca Tundra has that like mm-hmm. kind of like samba feel to it, and mm-hmm. it really added to it. So it's really awesome. And I feel mm-hmm. like St. Matthew was that not this, it didn't sambify it, but it was like the same kind of <laughs> like holy man, I can't believe they're playing this right now. For real, it was great. There were yeah. a few moments like that. Yeah. Pretty much every monkey show, all the modern monkey shows, 
that the people buying the tickets are the people who have all these damn songs. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not just I'm a believer in Clarksville. It's like you go in there, you're like, huh, maybe they'll play one of these yeah. way deep songs and they'll, they deliver. Like, they deliver a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If they just gave you a greatest hits, best of set, you'd leave being bummed out. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, man, come on. Hit me, Mike. <laughs> hit me. Um, well, for my tune, it's a bit different. It's a bit earlier on, and uh, it's kind of a weird part of the story. It never made it on a record, and everybody tried to sing it. It's uh, I Don't Think You Know Me. Ooh, that's a great song. If you think I want the life you choose to live, I don't think I want the love you from like it's from a mic session Mike produced the session and apparently he made Carol King cry at some point Boom! she wrote the song her and Jerry Goffin and like they have Mike sing it I don't think you know me at all you can find a version of Mickey singing it I don't think you know me at all and you can find a version of Peter singing it I don't think you I think I prefer the Peter one. I'm, I'm in the same boat. It works with his kind of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. There's there's something to it where he's just kind of like a, like a defensiveness, but like yeah, a vulnerable defensiveness to it, and um, it's got the right vibe with Peter singing it. Yeah, and uh, and it's got the best uh, the the bridge when they do the la la part. Oh. And you can that's hear so Mickey good. and Davey. And that's of the three versions that, for some reason, that one's got the best lull. And so that's my choice. Nice. No, that's a great one. I think... I. I'll cut this out if I'm incorrect, but I feel like the Peter version was on one of the the Rhino reissues that had the more tracks. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went, think they've all popped up on like the very first, like the Monkeys reissue with like the thirty tracks on it. Yeah, yeah. They got the Mickey vocal or the Mike vocal, and they're like they're all out there on something. Yeah. By now, I wonder why there's no Davy version. I wonder why he never. Oh. Uh, I don't think you know me, babe. I don't think you know me at all. You don't at all. <laughs> Maybe they did and they just don't have it. Yeah, no, yeah it'll Maybe. come out on the, the 75th anniversary <laughs> issue. <laughs> Gotta save something for the next one. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. 2066, they're going to bring out the 100th anniversary <laughs> of the month. For real. <laughs> Not too far away. No, but that's a, yeah, it's a really great song. But hey, good choices. And now we get to stick them in the countdown. I was going to say, yeah, where are we going to put these where in the countdown put now? These? Where are we going to put these? For all the way from Porpoise Song to I'll Love You Forever. 
But where would we put, let's say, let's start with St. Matthew. So, Dreamworld is 25. Do you feel it goes better than, above? Better than Dreamworld. We're talking yeah, St. Matthew right now? I yeah. think St. Matthew is better than going to buy me a dog. I would listen to it before Daydream Believer. I'd listen to it before Clarksville or Zam. Yeah. It's in the writing wrongs, looking for the good times area for sure. It's almost like I like writing wrongs as a song because it's so crazy, mm-hmm. but I'd probably listen to St. Matthew before it just because it's breezier. All right. Let's pop it in there for now. Uh, insert the Boom. So at number 18, St. Matthew comes in between writing wrongs and looking for the good times. How about that? I'm blown away. Gonna buy me a dog is so high up. <laughs> it's a jam, man. <laughs> it might have been right after we watched the the, the, the dogs. <laughs> you know, the yeah, video maybe. for it. Where it's like just... Adorable dogs who are for sure dead by now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's surprising. Uh, like, and I don't think you know me goes up, up, up. I think I like it a lot. It's going to be right around here too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So we got Papa Jean's Blues at fifteen, mm-hmm. and then Jeez. Valerie's ten, and then in between, if uh, I'm a believer, Step and Stone for Pete's sake, Randy Skouskit. Uh, I'm going to put it right under Take a Giant Step. Maybe we cool. move it later, but uh, I'm going to put it there. The number 17 now. spot, pushing St. Matthew to 19 instantly. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Our first honorary slip-in. Uh, will we have a jingle oh. for this by the time it airs? I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. It just has to be super quick. <laughs> honorary slip-in. <laughs> but that's, that's okay. that, and that's good, and that's a fun way to get a couple more tunes in, and uh, it'll prevent us from running out of tunes for the countdown so i think uh, yeah <laughs> i think this is cool and it'll get us to talk about some of our favorite songs yeah uh, yeah the ones that could have slipped by instead they're I gonna think, slip in <laughs> yes and i think maybe we'll get to like a dozen of them because not all of those songs are gonna make the countdown let's oh yeah I, when, you, when you said it's kind of an earlier cut i'm like is he going with apples peaches bananas and pears right now <laughs> no nay nay <laughs> apples, peach. but that's that's another good example of something we might hear from that's that yes yeah, okay so fantastic yeah. so we have uh i don't think you know me at 17 and saint matthew at 19 the new yeah, additions yeah. to the countdown hooray huzzah Okay, well, thank you for coming to check us out on our uh, new Zoomy podcasts. Yeah, and thank you all for listening to the uh, our Poolit special, which is a surprise smash hit <laughs> yes. on our YouTube channel and elsewhere. And uh, and I think we've uh, we pushed that original Poolit live video all the way from 1.3k to 1.4k. That's the hey. Podcast Valley Sunday bump. There it is folks. right there. Yeah, yeah. I bet you Mickey Dolan's noticed and was like, what's this all about? Absolutely. We're on the radar, folks. Finally, 1,400 views. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. So for me, Paco. And me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, monkeys fans. With everything going on with social distancing, Podcast Valley Sunday will be on every two weeks. We hope you're staying safe, we hope you're staying at home, and we hope that you're listening to The Monkeys and obviously Podcast Valley Sunday. You can check us out on Facebook, 
on Instagram, and on YouTube. And please, rate us and leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. But, as always, be gentle with us. We're very sensitive.